Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go on, Sir Dame FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Ed Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? So, um, hopefully, you guys have your cell phones. Uh, still working. Uh, apologies to that one kid that got his phone destroyed by Cristiano Ronaldo, which, <laughs> holy shit, what an ordeal on social media. Like, some people wanted, or, like, Ronaldo hanged for this shit. Like, I mean, it's a self, I mean, granted, I, I honestly haven't seen the video, but from, from what I've been hearing from everybody, it's like, you know, obviously Manchester United got embarrassed. They lost to somebody. I forgot who they played. Um, Ronaldo, like, storms, storms off the field. And I guess the kid put his phone out to like take a picture of Ronaldo and Ronaldo kind of just, I don't know if he batted it away or maybe he just, as he was walking, he just happened to bat it off. Maybe I should watch the video, but yeah, he damaged the kid's phone. He ended up apologizing on social media because, you know, that's what everybody has to do now these days. Um, and yeah, so Ronaldo broke somebody's phone. Yeah. I mean, uh, even I was like, man, I was like, uh, I, I'm still skeptic. A lot of people were saying it was his phone. A lot of people were saying it was his shin pad. That everybody was saying, oh, he had one in his hand, but one in his sock. And everybody was like, no, one of the shin pads fell. He threw it in anger, but he still was walking with the other one. I, I don't know. And a lot of people were saying, um, you know, like, yeah, like they were, they were, they were talking about like, oh yeah, like it, it's a, the kid's cell phone. And then even the parent, I, I don't know how true this is, but apparently the mom went to social media and said uh, that she was going to end up uh, going to go file a police report um, about his phone, but then also that he left a bruise on the kid's hand, a 14-year-old kid, uh, on the top of his hand. I don't know how true this is. Um, it's like a it's like a red mark when you put some like pressure, especially because you know you're talking about England, so we definitely know it's not the most tan uh, group of people that live in England. Um, so I mean, like. It's like, you know, when something pressure, your your skin gets a little red. Not like a really intense red, but it's like a for like a brief second, it's like slightly red. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. No, but it's not even that, though. Like, I mean, if it was like any other footballer, maybe it wouldn't have been like such a big deal. 
But I think because of Ronaldo is a high-profile player, and if he were to do something like that, of course, everybody would be like up in arms and trying to talk him down and stuff. And I think he actually reached out uh, through social media saying that he apologized for his actions. And he actually invited them to a Manchester United at a game at Old Trafford. I don't know if it's whether Everton plays there again or, you know, or, or any other game for that matter. Um, but he did invite them, that, that, that kid and his mom to the game. I just don't know if they're going to end up taking it or if he's probably going to want to give them a signed shirt or something. And I'm like, the kids, I think the kid is an Everton fan. And I mean, granted, um, he, he is Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, it's like you, like, I, I don't know how you would feel like if Messi came up to you and he's like, he gave you his shirt, he signed it. And then be like, here, I'm inviting you to Cam No to go watch one of my games. What would you say as a Real Madrid fan? I just want to see the video of, the, of him. Like, apparently, the video was very is out there, but it, it's know. out there. But it's not, it's not real. Like to be honest, like it's it's in a bad angle. Like legit, you just see the video, like of the, the kid like trying to record, um, not not the kid's video, but somebody else next to him. And then, like, maybe, like, I want to say maybe two or three people down. And then they were, like, walking down to, uh, like, the little hallway, the railway. And then you just see Ronaldo kind of move his arm in a quick manner. And then he just kind of keeps walking. And everybody kind of freezes the shot in the phone or something black. Is oh, I think behind. I'm on the radio. Yeah. So, Ronaldo's so limping. Some- okay, he's limping. They're looking at his leg. All right. And he, oh, he just smacked the phone. It looks pretty intentional that he did swipe the phone, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he was aggravated. Yeah, he's, he's he, yeah, he swiped that shit down. Mm-hmm. That was a rejection. Maybe it was because, okay, so I see the blue, so it's Everton, that's for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what would you feel? Uh, how would you feel if... Um, I don't know. Well, for one, I don't think the kid is necessarily harmed. Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> you, it's it would, well, One, it's a cell phone. So, I mean, for that kid, it's a, probably to that kid and that family, that's a lot of money. And I, granted, I'm on that same page. It's a lot of money for a cell phone. Um, especially now with how iPhones are these days now. Um, yeah. Well, any, any smartphone, to be honest. They're all the same. Don't 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 take that leanness out of it. But my thing is just the fact that like, like Ronaldo could clearly just buy the person a phone. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be the next step. Honestly, like one, we don't know the context. We don't know if this kid was chirping up Ronaldo or you know or anything. You know, obviously once again they went they came off a very embarrassing loss against Everton because you know Everton's terrible right now. And, and you know he's limping, and then I I don't know if the kid says something, but you could, clearly you can see Ronaldo's you know swiping it down, swiping that phone down. So there was some intention behind it. Um, wh- whether or not he could tell it was a child or not, that's the, that's a whole other story. Because you know, I really can't tell if it's really a child from the you know the the, the shot because obviously I can't tell if it's a kid. You know, it's all you see is the hand up, and you just see some 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 hair. So I mean, I don't really can tell if that kid's a how old the kid is. I can't, I'll assume maybe like 13, maybe. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I don't necessarily like. I think it's. I mean, yeah, it. You know, maybe Ronaldo could have chilled out. You know, but at the same time, it's like I feel like the, the outrage and the images of oh, look at his look at his slightly red hand um, is like oh let's let's try to get. That's the other thing now is we live in a world that everybody wants to try to get something out of something. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and I'm I'm telling you, it's because it's Ronaldo. It's like. Anybody who has a name, if they do something to you, no matter how small or big or anything, you're bound to get something out of it, no matter what it is, because you're going to post it on social media, which is what everybody does. Oh my now. God, that is something that I can't stand right now is how everything is being recorded now. So like, all right, so this isn't me being a hater, but one of the weirdest things to me was, oh, as much as I was on this kid's side, was uh, that viral, you know, obviously, well, Actually, there's baseball involved with this episode today. But um, there was a viral video that came out that the girl, you know, this little girl was was chanting for the Astros and the person behind them told them to, to be quiet. And, and they, and you know, the parents had had the video, had it recorded, you know, of the person doing this. And, and then Lance McCullers got the, got the kid tickets to the World Series. And I'm just like, like, I'm like one... You know, obviously, great to see everybody like standing for this child, and that's cool that she got tickets to the World Series. But it's like now, I, I hate that we live in a world where everything has to be recorded, like everything. You know, like I don't know if this, I think it was like after the after the fact, like that, like after the kid was told to be quiet, that they started recording, which that that alone kind of kind of annoys me a little bit, um, because it's like. Is this what we do now? Is like, oh, when something's not ha- making us happy, we we want to expose them, if you will. Um, and and then obviously, I don't know what's going on with it. And that, that's all. Oh, the thing that I hate about some of these videos, like, you don't know what contextually happened. Like, maybe that person is like trying to put their baby to sleep at a baseball game, which sounds kind of stupid, but I've, it's happened. I've seen it happen at a baseball game. I see, you know, kids go to sleep. You know, they take naps. They don't stay up majority of the day. So like, maybe that's the reason why they told the kid behind them to be quiet. But I don't know. We don't know. All we saw was, you know, the girl being sad because she was told to shut up. So, but in this case, you know, we could tell obviously that Ronaldo swiped the hell out of the phone. But I, I think now everybody just does things to get something, you know, like get a jersey, get a hat, get a, get money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so it kind of irritates me a little bit. Kind of sound like a hater right now, but it's just because I'm like, I, I hate that this is the world we live in now. Like, it's all about exposing people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> obviously, Ronaldo's going to make up for it. I don't know how he's going to make up for it. Um, a cell phone's probably going to be a good start. Uh, hopefully, it's not. they're not one of those people that wants to mooch the hell out of it. You know what I mean? But you never know. You You really never know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like like I said, I mean, it's just because it's Ronaldo, it's Cristiano, and everybody. He's been very controversial right now with all this, with all this crazy stuff that's been going on. Especially like with Man U having like such a bad streak. Um, he's been one of those players that has had the the microscope on him. So, you know, it's just it's just little things here and there. But I, I personally believe like he he can make up for it. It's not like I'm sure he's gonna buy the kid a new phone. I'm sure you. Hell, for all we know, he's gonna be like, "Hey, you know what? You're his mom. I'm gonna get you a new phone too." Like, you know, like I'll just, put you on the family plan. 
Right? Like, no shit. Like, here's your. I, I got you for the first year. And you yeah. know what's the worst part? Is somebody's going to be like, that's it. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's going to say that. No, but the thing is, like, what's even what the worst part is, then he's going to be like, okay, I need you to sign this non disclosure agreement that you actually did apologize. You accept the apology. Like, basically, just everything. That too, but there's always that person that's like, oh, you could have gotten so much more. Of course, of course. There's always, there's always going to be that person. But anyways, we do have a jam-packed show uh, while this conversation went, <laughs> went somewhere. But yeah, so we do have uh, the ep- an episode for you guys. We've got headlines, we've got a debate topic. Um, kind of still kind of talking a little bit about World Cup, honestly. Actually, still a little bit about World Cup uh, yeah. in this episode. We have our game recaps, uh, our players of the week, and of course, we're going to give you guys some games to look out for for this coming weekend. If you uh, a, a beginner's guide, if you will, and of course, wrap this up with a three up, three down. And baseball is back now, so we're going to go ahead and do a three up, three down on baseball. Very generic, similar to what we did with the NF with the football season. So we're going to do that same with baseball season. Um, you know, so we'll do that. We'll see what Edward has to say because. Edward is like slowly getting into baseball. I've been Edward, Edward, I've been a, a pretty big baseball fan. I really yeah. don't know about Spencer's uh, fandom. Uh, Spencer says to send his three up three down, but maybe you send it by the time we're we're uh, near the end of this episode. But we'll see. Maybe we'll see how that maybe, goes. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. Uh, maybe I should text uh, Spencer to let him know that we're recording, so so he does know that we're recording, so he can send it to us. But if not, maybe he's you know he slept and he's tired. You know things happen. Um, but yeah, we are recording, Spencer. But anyways, man, we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Obviously, if you guys go to our social media on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC, you will see the Insert Name FC clothing store. So make sure you guys check out that stuff. Of course, always how you can listen to us to Spotify, Apple, Pandora. Loki, maybe the Real Madrid fan in me is trying to like not let you guys listen to Spotify. Um, Spreaker, our, our hosting <laughs> site, the Belly of Sports website, um, and also our great partners in Audible and Fanatics. Hey, man, the, the, the city jerseys just came out for the MLB. Um, shout out to the Astros. You guys, you guys killed it. I love those jerseys. Got me in Jose Altuve jersey, as a matter of fact. Of those of those space city jerseys, but yeah, you know, uh, the Washington Nationals, their their um their beautiful blossom city kit kit jerseys, but yeah, city jerseys. I love that the MLB is doing this now with when with Nike Nike kind of being the monopoly now on 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 uh, on sports team jerseys. They've been killing it with soccer, but yeah. So oh, well, aside from that, back. To, to this episode, man. So headlines, Edward, we're going to kick things off with a country we probably don't touch up enough about. 
<laughs> Probably rightfully so, because we just don't know much about soccer in that realm. Um, but they are also in the group with the U.S. men's national team, as a matter of fact, and that is one of our Group B opponents, and that is Iran. Oh, yeah. So there has been a little bit of, of outrage coming towards the Iranian national team. As a matter of fact, people have actually been calling FIFA to eject Iran from the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Why, you may ask? Well, in a, in a qualifier, specifically against Lebanon, Iran did not allow any women ticket holders to enter the match. Damn. So, basically... Damn, that, I don't know. That, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think they were still practicing this kind of stuff. To be honest with you, what this? I, 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 uh, what, like, what, I thought they I'm were. A, I thought they were weaning off of it for a bit. You know, like trying to make sure that you know the women in their in their culture were able to, you know, move on ahead, equality, all that good stuff. You know, you may think, and I, I, I honestly don't know, but clearly it's not because. 2,000 women were literally unable to enter the stadium for this match against Lebanon. Um, and there was actually some players that, that spoke out against this. Cap, the captain of the Iranian national team, as a matter of fact, did. Um, do I know his name? No, I don't. But um, which is terrible, terrible researching department on my, on my behalf. But there was some outrage from the Iranian players that it was unfair and unjust that the women were not allowed to enter the stadium for that match. Uh, and, and obviously, when people hear stuff like this, you're going to have outrage. You're going to have people um, storm somewhere. I don't know where, but they storm somewhere to to you know to show their 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 unhappiness with this. And and rightfully so, because we're you know this is literally just the right to go watch the game. Like just point blank, like you know they paid the they paid to come watch this game. And we're denied entry uh, because of just very, very old school beliefs that, you know, maybe we should move on from. Um, and obviously, there's still countries that still believe in those traditions as as backwards as they are. Um, that's my opinion. That's all, that's all I got to say. But at the same time, it's like it's like one of those things is as much as we don't necessarily agree with those traditions, is that's, and I'm not trying to defend them, okay? But I mean, like, that's, that's still their traditions. That's what they believe in. Um, I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do. But I mean, that's the same thing, like, if, like, I'm not going to harass somebody if they're fasting, um, you know, for, for that, the, you know, because you know, that's what their religion does. I'm not going to be like, oh, oh, you know, why don't you eat a piece of sandwich? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you still want to be respectful to their culture at the same time, whether or not you agree with it. I, I'm not, I'm just going to say this as a fat person. I don't think I could ever fast, but <laughs> like, no, have you tried? It. Have you tried? Like an hour and then I gave up. No, <laughs> oh, damn. I, I mean, I didn't say I was fasting. I just like, oh, I'll just wait to eat. And then it's like, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what it was? It was because uh, we were gonna go to my sister's for a party. I think it was like I, I think it was either a birthday or just a party, 
And they were going to, obviously, you know, for dinner, they're going to have a lot of food. They're going to throw fajitas and all that shit. So I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? I just, you know, I was like, oh, it's, it's almost, it's almost time to go to the party anyways. I'm just not going to eat right now. And I'll stuff my face at the party. And then, you know, my stomach started growling like an hour into it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just eat a banana. But, uh, <laughs> which a banana then turned to a, to a, to a cereal. But, um, and some graham crackers. And a cookie. Yeah, I figured. I was about to say, I was like, there's got to be some cookies inside of there somewhere. Well, I don't really have cookies at the house. It's very rare we have cookies, but when we do, don't put them near me. Um, but back to this, though. So, as much as I disagree with with what, you know, obviously, you know, not allowing, you know, having, what, how they view with women's rights in, in certain cultures in the Middle East, it, once again, it that's that's their culture Still not trying to defend them, but you know, and so like yeah. this is like a real double edged sword here. You know, like it's like, well, that's what they believe in, but at the same time, it's like I think we should move on from this. Uh, but but ever, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't agree. Basically, um, what I'm trying to get at. That's why I was like, I was kind of surprised. Um. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like we're 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 in the modern age. You know, I'm just saying, like we're we're modernized. We're modernizing as a whole world. Um, I feel like, man, they they should let them. They should allow the ticket holders, no matter men or women, they can watch the match. Like they can do it. They they're allowed to. They, I mean, they they pay the money. Did they get the refund? Like that's another question. Do you know if they got the refund? Like you know, if if they didn't, then how is that fair? Like is that just a one sided I mean, kind of I mean, deal? They probably did now, but you know, especially after the outrage. Um, I would, I would, li- I would like to know that. Yeah, that, that that's also that's a good point there on that one. It, it's just it, to me, it just seems crazy that we're not allowing everybody to just watch. It's just watch a game, you know, just watch, you know, their national team. Which is crazy to think that they they still support the country, you know, especially with with, with these, you know, if they're doing this to them. Um, but that just kind of shows you how much people love their country. You take in the good and the bad with them. Same same thing with being being an American. You take the good with the bad. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, but I try to compare the two. But anyways, yeah, it it, it it's kind of it, it's mind boggling that that it's still like that. And I know that. We've heard things about how they're trying to modernize, uh, you know, over there in the Middle East, you know, trying to change, change from those, those, those traditional ways. Um, clearly it hasn't, hasn't gone to everybody, uh, yet. But, you know, kind of staking with that whole possibility of Iran getting ejected from FIFA, which first of all, Eric, do you believe that FIFA would, would eject Iran, uh, from the World Cup? Well, okay. So. Here's a catch twenty two. Um, so they're going to be like, oh, you know, like you're ejecting us because we're we're Middle East. You're afraid that we're, even though you give them, like it could be that type. They could play it that type of way. Like even though, like it's going to be because of you know you're not allowing you know the women to watch their country play or stuff like that. Um, they're going to be like, oh, you just don't want us because we're Middle East, you know? 
like that's just wrong. Um, this is our culture, and you don't you're not accepting of our culture. So um, they're basically going to call them like you know um, hypocrites and stuff like that. As, that's what I feel like it can go to. Um, then uh, at that point, it's just it's just going to be like you know who's going to give up first? Who's going to who's going to be chicken and say all right, all right, you're right, you're right. Whether it's going to be Iran and be like you know what you guys are right, or it's going to be like FIFA, the federation, be like, all right, all right, we'll let y'all play. And, but just, you know, you're, you're in a sanction, like you're, you're in a sanction where you got to pay so-and-so this much, which, you know, I mean, Iran may not be like, oh my God, have amazing, crazy superstars, but they are a rich country and they do put soccer pretty high up there, you know? So it's just, I think that's where it's going to go to. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. It's just an opinion of mine. But this is where I think it's going to go. I'll just say it like this. Qatar is the host of the World Cup. Pretty uh, There you go. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's my answer. I don't necessarily think Iran would, uh, would, would get ejected from the World Cup because FIFA and moral values doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. Um, once again, look at Qatar. We, we kind of touched up on, on Qatar with all their controversies that they have with, um, um, which still, with the stadium buildings. still illegal to be gay in, in, in Qatar. Um, <laughs> still don't know how exactly you police that, but okay. I don't know. Um, the fact that they basically, maybe they use, uh, they use, use slavery. Basically, use slavery to to build their stadiums, and then we're like, "Hey, look, we're paying our people." Um, when they got caught, and then uh, yeah, so you know, and, and, you know, so FIFA and, and moral codes don't necessarily go go hand in hand. So I don't necessarily believe Iran's going to get eject, uh, ejected from the World Cup, and, and not to sound like a dick, because obviously the country and the and the club, and I think this is kind of how I I felt with the Qatar national team, like. Yes, their country is very, very like uh, controversial. But the national team, like, like I like watch. I like what I saw from Qatar. Like, I saw how I like how they they're playing. You know, I like what they're what that coach is doing over there in Qatar and Iran. Like, I mean, they worked really hard to qualify. Like, these players worked their butts off. Now, and and I think that's I felt the same way with like, oh, we should punish Mexico in order for the fans to. To understand that you can't be yelling out puto. Like, I mean, like, like, especially when it's the World Cup, like these guys, you know, fought their, their asses off to qualify for the World Cup. It is not easy yep. to qualify for the World Cup. And, and they made it. They're in the World Cup. And it's like, no, we're going to take you out and we're going to put in, if, if this were to happen, we're going to put in Italy. And so like, maybe some people would like to see Italy in the World Cup, you know, uh, but then obviously, I'm going to roll my eyes. Edward's going to roll his eyes because now there's another European country in the World Cup. Uh, So, I mean, like, I feel like you, like, I get that this would be a good statement to the country of Iran. Like, hey, you know, get with the times. But at the same time, it's like, I hate the idea of punishing the players for what they were able to do to qualify for the World Cup. And then, and basically, like, hey, Italy, since you're like the highest ranked country, obviously, you're you're going. Why don't you come on in? Yeah. yeah why, why don't you, you come, come on in? in? And then that 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 gives me some questions here because obviously 
if you look at Group B, which is the group that he runs in, you have England, Iran, the winner of the of the European qualifier, uh, the the European playoff game, and the USA. If you were to, if you were to take Iran out, now you have three European countries in one group, which obviously that's not what you want. So what do they redraw the World Cup because Italy is now in? I have no idea how that would work. Yeah, so I no, I I, I don't I don't one because I don't think FIFA will ever stand for any issue. Um, besides, oh oh, we're gonna punish Russia, but Russia you can't play. So like, <laughs> maybe that's where they're like, hey, well we did this. That that's gonna be what FIFA what FIFA does. Like, hey, well, yeah. you guys remember Russia? Like, <laughs> you guys remember Russia? No, they weren't in the World Cup, right? Because we took them out. They, we kicked them out of even the Europa League, the Europa Conference League. Remember the Europa Conference League? <laughs> so it's like, so for that, I don't necessarily think that. I, I, I think one because FIFA, you know, is is just not going to do it. Once again, look at Qatar as the example, uh, and two. I, I think it as for the players of Iran, I would I would hate for that to happen for them because yeah. they worked their asses off to get here. Um, I I believe from the Asian countries, they were actually the first to qualify. So, so that's even gonna suck even more. It's like man, they 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 got ahead of Japan and South Korea. I I I could be wrong on this, but I think I remember Iran qualifying before them. So like. You know, like they were the first Asian country to qualify, and you want to rob that from them? That, to me, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but I mean, I, I hope I hope those two thousand women do get their justice because obviously, one tickets ain't cheap. I don't care what country, tickets ain't cheap, and two, mm-hmm. it, it 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 sucks. You maybe you know what? Maybe you should have added a a male female. You know, drop down option when you when you were buying the tickets, so they would have known ahead of time. Um, you know, that would have been a good heads up, but it still sucks though. So, I, you know, I hope that they get they get their justice, but I just don't want to see. I personally, personally, for me, for the the players of Iran, I don't want them getting robbed of the opportunity to play in the World Cup. Yeah, and I, I see where you're coming from. You know, I agree. I agree. I, I wouldn't want that to happen either. Because I know, like you said, they worked their ass off to do that. And then for them to just get kicked out because of that, it wouldn't be fair to the players at all. Yeah. I'm sure the players, the, the, what sucks is like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure some of the players would be like, oh, you know, I would love for, you know, these people to come watch me play. You know, like some of those are my family. Oh, my and they sister, spoke, they spoke out on it. They did speak out on it. Uh, some of the players from Iran. So, oh yeah, yeah, they did. Just don't, don't remember their names. <laughs> we can't pronounce them. No, I just don't remember. Like, I saw like Captain uh, of of Iran stated this, and then I was like, I probably should, I should probably pick that. But you know what? We're good. <laughs> so my apologies on that one. Uh, but moving on to the next headline. And kind of sticking with the World Cup, and that is Ronald Koeman is taking charge of the Dutch national team. Damn. Which, Damn. That means, congratulations, Qatar, you are moving on to the next round of the World Cup. Damn. <laughs> That's insane. 
<laughs> Maybe he might have better luck. Maybe he might have better luck. All right. So for those of you guys who be like, oh my God, they, did they fire their coach? No. Um, so Louis Van Gaal, who, you know, Edward has, has a lot of familiarity with, um, yeah. from his time at Manchester United, also was the manager of Bayern Munich. Um, I don't know if they won a Champions League with him, but I know they're obviously it's Bayern Munich, so they probably won something. Yeah. Um, but also has quite the success record with the Dutch national team, which is one of the reasons why Manchester United went and tried to get him, hoping that he was going to solve their problems since Sir Alex Ferguson left. Yep. Um, which still hasn't been solved to this day. Maybe this new guy from my ex. But anyways, so Ron, uh, Ronald Koeman, which uh, another coach that I was very familiar with, uh, yep. um, he was actually part of the, the Dutch national team as, as the coach, obviously, from twenty the year 2018, which they didn't qualify for the World Cup, in 2020, which <laughs> they lost the Euro. They, they didn't, they, they, well, they did, they made a pretty good run in the, in the Euro. I forgot who they lost yeah. to, though. I can't remember either, man. But anyways, Ronald Coleman ha- ha- is taking the the uh, the job of manager of the national team mainly because of Louis Van Gaal being diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, so he actually wanted to keep fighting through. He wanted to go in and and manage his team. It was actually the Dutch national team that decided that they were going to look for somebody to take the role because obviously they want. You know, Van Gaal to focus on getting, getting better, better. And, and fighting the good fight against cancer because you know cancer sucks. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that's that's honestly the real reason why. Now, Ronald Coleman is going to have a lot of pressure because he, yeah. he's he's he was part of the staff. He, he was part of the, the the group that didn't qualify for the World Cup in 2018. Um, and obviously, this is also the guy that. That lost Sergino Dest the USA. So, yep. <laughs> so, so Ronald Coleman def- and then obviously also completely got 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 really got, got fired from Barcelona, which everyone was like, "Oh, it's because the team the the team is just not that good." And then Xavi, yep. well, Xavi clearly proved that wrong. Um, yeah. So, like I said, nope, that wasn't the case. Was he just like the only one available? Now I'm like, as I'm saying all this stuff. No, it, um, um, there was more people available. Remember that. It's just um, um, at the time, um, everybody like was this, really this hoping for like Shadi. I just don't know what what necessarily makes you believe. Yeah, Ronald Coleman, that's okay. Like, I don't... I would have to be really desperate. I think he was just... He just took the job. That was all. <laughs> hey, Ronald Coleman, you, you, you busy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no lie, bro. Like, I think that's what it was. Like, he just was like, "Hey, there's a vacant job in there." Oh yeah, we have a vacancy. Well, would you like to sign up for it? Yeah, sure. You know, let me try it. Let me give it a go. I mean, I'm not saying like that's exactly what happened. He, he was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I like Barcelona. I, I can play with the teams. I can bring in this person, that person. You know, he was. Some people maybe. And I mean, he, maybe obviously, he has a national tone. team job is a little bit different from a club because obviously with clubs you have. Transfers and, and and academies, whereas with the U.S. Men's, with with the U.S. Men's national team, with national teams, you look at everybody that's affiliated with that country. It doesn't necessarily have to be born there. They could even have parents from there, but you just scout and scout and be like, "Yeah, I want that guy on my team. I want that guy on my team." That's essentially what it is to be an international manager. Um, you may may not have to train every single day because you don't you only get those teams for certain uh, windows, 
But it, you know, it's obviously a little bit different because obviously if you get guys that are are doing well in the teams that they're playing with in the leagues that they're in, right, right, right. You know, if so facto, they should be performing well for your team. And I mean, still, you look at the talent that the Dutch national team has, and Memphis Depay, Matthias De Ligt, Frankie De Jong. Uh, apparently, Luke De Jong is going to definitely make an argument for himself here. Uh, but you know, the Dutch national team always has players. I guess just what they do. And then, you know, once again, thank you, Ajax, because they're literally what, what, what feeds them. But I mean, there's also PSV and, and, um, what's the other teams? Their division does really good about developing a lot of their young players. So it's not just Ajax, but clearly Ajax is the reason because Johan Cruyff, um, being the goat that he is, he built not one academy, but two. So. And it's still being used to this day. Ted Bruno Coleman just didn't use it. Um, funny is, ironically, is that as I just said that. But what, is this team talent wise good enough to get Ronald Coleman through? Mm. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. I can't give you a straight up answer. You have like zero faith in Ronald Coleman, don't you? Hey, look, a bird. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I mean, granted, Edward was said a lot of mean things about Ronald Coleman, uh, and those have been recorded on this podcast. So sadly, I cannot defend him. Or oh, you wanted him out from like even before the season even started. I did. So I did. Yeah, I, I once again, I still. It's a little bit puzzling why they chose Ron Coleman. I, I, I don't know besides the fact that they just wanted a Dutch manager. The only thing I can think of is like, <laughs> are you Dutch? Yes. Come in. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> are you available? Yes. Are you Dutch? Yes. All right. Come on, Ronald Coleman. I mean, I, it, it doesn't necessarily have like the best record with the Dutch national team. So, I mean, like it's, it's a, uh, Actually, he wasn't with. Was he with them in 2020? I thought it was the guy that uh, that that that. Oh, Frank DeBoer. Like, I thought, really? Well, I mean, yeah, definitely don't hire Frank DeBoer. Um, so if that, if your options were were Ronald Coleman and Frank DeBoer, then yeah, I would probably take Ronald Coleman as well. It's it's not not a better option, but it's not as bad as as Frank DeBoer right now. But I don't I don't really don't know what to say at this point. But. Maybe he had to pick the lesser of two evils, and this was the lesser. So we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't in the meetings, but kind of a head scratching. But we'll 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 see what Ronald Coleman can do in the World Cup, which is crazy. It's crazy that sentence is coming out of my mouth. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not like he, he's not in a hard group. You're talking about he's he's in with Qatar, Senegal, and Ecuador. Senegal should be your biggest challenge. Ecuador can surprise you. And, I mean, Qatar has done enough, but I don't know if they're enough to take on a European team. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. So, there's no way you can screw this up. Yeah, right? <laughs> really no way. No offense to these other countries, but 
coming. There's like literally no way to screw this up. So that's all I gotta say at that point. Uh, <laughs> that's my final my final words for Ronald Coleman. You really can't screw this up, man. And sticking with the Dutch, uh, not the national team, but the Eredivisie. Now, this may not be a name that most of the younger crowd is very well familiar with, but me and Edward definitely got to see at least near the end of, of his man's career, and that is the legend, Dutchman, Rude Van Nistelrooy. Oh, yeah. He's played with Manchester United, he's played with Real Madrid, um, and was, I believe he was actually playing for PSV. Yeah, crazy to say this now because it seems like you got you just you just retired from soccer. You're instantly a, a manager now for a team. Just seems to be that case. Like look at Xavi. <laughs> um and and Lampard and Rooney. Yeah, they just they don't even take a break. They just go right they just stay in the game. But um but yeah, so Ruben Isroy has been granted his first senior role as a manager, and it is with his boyhood club, PSV Eindhoven. Eindhoven! Sorry, that sounds cool. Sorry. So many, many of you are wondering, well, what has Ruben Vistra been doing in, the, in these past years since he retired from the game? Well, he has been an assistant with the Dutch national team and has worked in the youth system for PSV. So this is, like I said, his first senior role as a manager. Matter of fact, his first manager job is with PSV. Okay. So there's obviously a concern. Usually when you're a great player, you tend not to be a great coach. Look at Frank Lampard. Um, <laughs> or Wayne Rooney. Oh, I don't know. I have really, I mean, I can't really tell you because I don't watch Derby County like that. Um, and then there's and then there's times where, like, you know, these legendary players do turn out to be great managers. Look at Xavi. Look at Zidane. Honestly, probably Zidane is not a good example. He kind of got put into a really good situation. Um, <laughs> like, there was no way he could screw that up. Um, trying to find a... No, that's it. Yeah, Xavi. Prime example of Xavi. <laughs> Clearly just was going to be a great coach. Just because of his man, happened to be a legendary, but just happened happened to be a legend, but also was a student of the game. Yep. Ruben Nistroy, I think you can definitely say is a legend. I don't unless someone wants. Edward, do you want to disagree with me on this one? Huh? I mean, no, he was a legend. I mean, I still remember him playing for uh, what you call it, um, Real Madrid, mostly, and he was really good for Manchester United. So, I mean, those are basically the the two main teams that he was on that he was always remembered for. Yeah, I mean, so, legend of the so, game. He was definitely part yeah. of some great Dutch national teams. Um, so, so, for me, obviously, he's got a ton of coaching experience. Yeah. He, he, he stays with PSV. He's part of that PSV youth system. He, we all know how the, how the Eredivisie works, which is usually you sell your, your good players, but then you obviously have a crop of young players that are coming in to keep your club afloat. Um, so he's not going to be the manager right away. It's actually going to be at the end of the season because the current manager, his, his contract is actually expiring. So they weren't sure if he was going to commit or not. And they said, screw it, we'll just go get 
we'll just go ahead and hire RBN to be our next manager, which PSV has had actually a, an amazing season. They are second place right now in the air to BZ, actually very close to Ajax. So they have a really good chance to, you know, there's still time left in the season where they could jump over Ajax. Um, I don't know if they played Ajax yet, but it, it, you know, they've had a really good season. Um, a lot of the players are very excited about bring, having Van Nistelrooy take over the team for next season, uh, specifically Bruma. But, you know, once again, we're talking about uh, teams that built through the youth. These guys are familiar with what Van Nistelrooy does as a manager. So it'll probably be an easier transition for some of these guys that have played it amongst the ranks in, in PSV. So, Edward, how big, uh, how big is it that PSV was able to sign Van Nistelrooy on to be their, their next coach? I think it's actually a pretty good deal. Like, uh, for, for, uh, PSV. I mean, PSV is a, is a good team all on their own, right? Um, oh, yeah. Margot is there. <laughs> yeah. Margot, he's there. Um, he's technically, he's not even a youngster. He's actually one of the, one of the older players. Um, but he is, uh, I'm sorry, but PSV itself is actually always a contender for like, I know Ajax will always, always takes it, always, always on top. But PSV is always actually like second place, third place. Like they're still up and up there in the top. They're not like something lagging. So maybe with Van Nistelrooy coaching, they may actually, you know, beat out Ajax this year. Who knows? No, that would be some, well, next season, obviously. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's for sure. And I mean, he's got a really good, uh, at least a really good group of players to, to work with, obviously. Yeah, Mario got to room as a name that is worth mentioning. Um, we got, we got, uh, Richie Ledesma over there, the, the U.S. player over there. Um, uh, Gutierrez from Mexico, the Mexican na- uh, national player also plays over there. So they have a pretty good stable of players already as far as with seeing, with familiarity with this team. Richie, uh, Richie Ledesma, I mean, he's, he's young, so he's not necessarily count with us, but you, the guys with experience that you have in there, and you bring in someone that knows the game and has a lot of familiarity with the guys that are going to be coming up with PSB in the future. Because once again, Eredivisie, it is the stepping stone for a lot of these young players that they go out there and start killing it over. I mean, Chucky Lozano played for PSV. So, yeah, he did. So once again, it's that stepping stone for a lot of these players. But it's because of how well these teams actually play and coach that that it does help them for when they do go to that next level. So, I mean, it, it sucks that that's how you how we have to view the year of easy, but it's honestly how it is. And why not get the guy that's been developing these kids since they were in the youth system? Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell y'all that I'm gonna watch PSV every single weekend because that's that's just not realistic. But. <laughs> Hey, if if I manage to watch IX PSV, I'll watch it. But uh, once again, like I said, I tell you, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch PSV next season. <laughs> but you know, I'll get glimpses of it, see what they're doing, track with Van Nistelrooy because obviously he's a Real Madrid legend. For Edward's argument, he's a Manchester United legend. So we're gonna yeah. keep an eye on on a goat. So okay, not a goat, but a legend. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to look back at someone like. Or the teams that we grew up watching, just to see the rosters like before the Ronaldo Messi era, and see who we forgot. There's a old school Ronaldo. 
Oh yeah, Fat Ronaldo. I mean, we 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 talk, we, touch, we touch up on Fat Ronaldo plenty of times. Um, obviously Ronaldinho, but I mean, like, oh, you know, like who who remembers Guti? Yeah, Guti, Deco. Um, oh man, that's a good one. That's a good name drop right there. I forgot um, about Deco. Was it Salgado, Beckham, um, Anderson, Zinedine Zidane, Anderson, Rivaldo, uh, Guili, um. Xavi, when he was Xavi and Iniesta when they were first coming out, Puyol, um, Diego Milito, um, Gabriel Milito, and Inter. Uh, ooh, there's a lot. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be cool to do a little a flashback at some point. Yeah. Maybe in the summer because we have, you know, literally nothing to talk about except the MLS. So maybe, maybe we do Nothing that. at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Jesus Christ. Sorry. No, I'll think about it. Ned Flanders' ass. Um, <laughs> Stupid sexy flanders. <laughs> all right, so congratulations, uh, RVN. Hope you do well over there. And uh, let's get going with our debate topic. This debate to- topic is brought to you by the Insert Name FC clothing store. Go to our social media, Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. On our bios, there's a link. It'll take you to our link tree. And you'll see the Insert Name FC clothing store link. Go ahead and check it out and get yourself swagged out with some Insert Name FC gear. Um, but yeah, thank you to Bonfire for providing us with the clothing line. And so our debate topic, Edward, sticking with the World Cup again, um, there has been a lot of outrage amongst Egypt and Algeria, feeling that they have been robbed of their opportunity to go to the World Cup. So they have both filed grievances towards FIFA in hopes of getting a replay of the second leg, which... Egypt versus Senegal and Algeria versus Cameroon would be those rematches. Reason why they feel that they have been wrong, Algeria had two goal opportunities that they felt were taken away because of uh, I don't know if it was VAR or just the you know ref refs decided that it was offside. I don't necessarily remember it. I didn't get much details on why Algeria specifically felt that they had a, a, a solid argument. But for Egypt's sake, which maybe has a little bit more of a stronger argument, was the fact that the fans were very strong in that, in that, uh, in that, you know, Senegal Egypt match. To, I mean, we've all seen the, 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 the image of, of, of Mohamed Salah getting freaking berated by lasers and he missed his penalty. Yeah. So. You know, so th- that that's basically what the issues that come in, and then apparently there was also some some feelings of racism from the Egyptian players, from the camp, uh, from the from the Senegalian fans. Um, I don't know. I can't really speak too much on that one. I didn't obviously. I didn't see the signage, so I can't tell you much about it. But I mean, you know, fans are going to be fans. They're going to be. They're going to make sure that they get in your head. You know, that's. Hopefully they never go to that extreme, but yeah. unfortunately, well, we have evidence of that they do go to that extreme. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so with that, with that being said, this is this is the debate question, Edward. Do you think FIFA will grant Egypt and Algeria replays? Mm, no, Could I don't I, think so. Care to, care to elaborate on that? I mean, it's already, I think it's already a little bit too late, so I don't think so. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> there's no way to. Sh- Once again, look at Qatar. So, um, as far as moral compasses, and, and honestly, like, all right, for for what happened with Algeria, which I am not entirely sure what happened, but um, Cameroon won the game. That's that's happened. You know, you, you didn't make the World Cup. It happens. It's, it's unfortunate that this is how you how you, how Africa does the World Cup qualifying, where you have a playoff game to decide who goes to the World Cup. I mean, you know, that sucks, but that's how you. If anything, go file a complaint with with the with the Confederation of Africa to fix that, and maybe do a group table instead of doing the you know kind of do what Comnibol and sort of uh, Concacaf does. Maybe do it like that. So whoever finishes in in that certain place goes to the World Cup instead of doing a playoff. So that's one thing. But this is how your World Cup qualifiers work. You do a playoff. So and you just happen to go up against Cameroon, who is resurging. So I mean, yes, Algeria is great. Yes, I, I would I love to see Algeria and Cameroon in the World Cup. Yes, but get, hey, but unfortunately, that's how you guys run your system. Now for Egypt and Senegal. You're talking one. You're talking to me and Edward, who are fans in the Concacaf. Yeah, we deal with this BS every time in Azteca. Not once, mm-hmm. but twice because we also have to see El Salvador, which is kind of like, why does El Salvador need to be lasered? I like, is that are we that big of a threat to you? Like that you need to laser us too? Like, I mean, sheesh. It's like it's worse enough. It's worse enough that we're El Salvador. And so you, yeah, pretty much. You know, like, <laughs> do you, I mean, I'm flattered that you you deem us worthy of getting lasered, but I mean, at the same time, like, sheesh. Um, the U.S. I get, you know, Costa Rica I get, uh, Canada I definitely get right now, but you know, was really? Um, Panama I can totally get too. But anyways, that's not the point. Home field advantages, home field advantage. Whether they shot racist chance, which I hope they really don't. Um. If, they, if, the, if the fans really got to you, uh, not, uh, lasers aside, if the fans really got to your head like that, isn't that how every other games are? Any other away match works? The, fa- the, chant, the fans are going to chant and they're going to shout and they're going to do what they need to do to get in your head? Yeah. Isn't that just basically the game? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now the lasers, I can, I can maybe see a point, but once again, Mexico does it too. I'm sure everybody does it. So, I mean, obviously, you don't see it in English from really. But internationally, you've seen the lasers. So, I'm sorry, Egypt. You didn't qualify. And hey, I've seen penalties made even with the laser beam on the eye. So, yeah. does it suck? Yes. But unfortunately, maybe you should make, not file a complaint to FIFA, but file a complaint to, to the Confederation of Africa. Maybe that's who you should be filing your complaint to to fix how you do World Cup qualifiers because yes, I wasn't necessarily a fan of having y'all do a playoff. Like I thought that's because, you know, it does suck not to see Egypt and, and, and Algeria in the World Cup. But hey, that's how you guys do it. We, our hands are tied. Pretty much. You said it. Anything you want to touch up on it before we, before we wrap this debate? Nope. You said it all, sir. You actually... Basically the same way. All right. So, so stop crying, Egypt and Algeria, and just get ready for the next World Cup qualifier. Well, <laughs> hey, positive. They're expanding the World Cup, so maybe you have, you have a better shot now. So, 
At least I hope so. I mean, but anyway, so that is the debate topic. We're going to go ahead and take one more break. Well, not one more break. We're going to take another break and then get going with game recaps. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there. All right, we're back. All right, Edward, games to recap. What's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually going to La Liga with Barcelona versus Levante, where Barcelona beat Levante 3-2. to two. Mind you, Levante is one of those teams, like I said, it's one of those, you know, you never know. And, and it was turning out to be that way. But Barcelona came out in the end with the 3-2 three three, win over Levante. Um, Barcelona had 64% of the possession. And they outshot them 14 to 11. But seven other shots were on point for Barcelona. Six of them were on for Levante. So, I mean, it, it, is a, it was a pretty close match. It was. And I was actually, uh, I was watching it a little bit. And Levante did have, did have its, their chances, honestly. I was surprised. Uh, and Barcelona conceded three penalties. But luckily, they're staying blocked the second one. Um, and, uh, no, was it the second one or the third one? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was like first, the first one was like after the second one. Yeah, it was the second one. It was the second one. Because in the time, the, the time penalty, when they made it 2 2, um, he, he couldn't block that one. That one was like, it was just nicely taken. Um, so, but, yeah, so, but, the winning goal was scored by Luke DeJong on the 92nd minute. He came in as a sub for Obama Young, and it was like literally Xavi, the, the subs that he made, the plays, that the moves that he made tactically, they worked because Betty came in as a sub and he was part of, he scored the second goal. And then uh, uh, same thing with uh, Luke DeJong. He came in and scored the, in the winner on the 92nd minute. So you know, Barcelona are now on a 15-game unbeaten streak. So I'm like, yay! Still not close to, still not close to, to Real Madrid. <laughs> hey, there's always next season. Yeah, next season for sure. I'm just like, just let me have this. <laughs> right let now, you're just, like, let, let me just have this right now, okay? Like, it's, 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 it's worse enough. It's worse enough that everyone's gonna throw an asterisk over here because it was like, oh, Barcelona finished, started off ninth. So like, like just no, but I'm but I'm saying like, what if uh, what if next you know like Real Madrid chokes? I mean I don't know. It's been it's possible. It's happened before for both of our teams. It's just so close to the end. Like we're only like a month and like a month and a half away from like, the season being over. I know. But I don't want to say it because I think if I say it, it's definitely gonna happen. It's gonna happen. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, Hector, what's your game to recap? Hector, what's your game to recap? My game to recap was actually a game I highlighted last week. And like, hey, see, it works out sometimes. And that is Fiorentina beating Napoli 3-2. to two. Okay. Wow, you're so shocked at me. Fiorentina had 51% of the possession. Napoli actually outshot Fiorentina 15 to 11. But 
Fiorentina actually outshot them on shots on target with four to three. And the game-winning goal was from the Argentine Nicolas Gonzalez, who scores a goal and an assist in this match, so you can probably dub him as the man of the match for this game. But Napoli, they're trying to uh, finish up top. This was actually a prime opportunity for, for Napoli to get above uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan, and unfortunately, weren't able to, and AC Milan continues to stay up top of the Serie A. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, that is my game to recap. All right. All right, our players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week, and, you know, I want to thank Hector for highlighting this, but, you know, um, Hong Min Sun from Tottenham, who scored a hat trick in Tottenham's 4 0 win against Aston Villa. Bro, that first goal that that ricochet shot was just that was nothing but instinct I was just like oh wow it was and it was a beautiful taking shot at the point end I was like man that is a, that is a crazy crazy sense of direction because I mean Danny Ings had two clear shots and he whiffed both of them one of them, like, goalie was, like, on the, like, right in the middle. Yours was right in the middle. He was, it was, he was beaten. He was beaten. He knew it. Uh, somehow, Danny Ings couldn't get his footing and just whiffed it. I was just like, man, it's insane. And then, um, and then same thing, um, second, the second try that he had, uh, Coutinho, like, chipped it over. But it was a free kick. He chipped it over as a pass. And the Ings was by himself. All he needed to do was just make sure it was like right there in front of him. He went for the high side of it and then just kind of just gave it right to the goalie. He was like, damn. I was like, damn, couldn't do it. But I'm telling you, like, homie son, though, like that, that kid there. Oh, no, Harry Kane, him and Harry Kane have this, this connection where they're just, they're just in sync all together all the time. And I was just, I was just in shock. Like, as soon as Harry Kane would just barely take a whiff behind him, and he was just like, all right, cool. He would just pass him the ball. And then into, like, the empty space, and somehow uh, Son was just right there, and he was just scoring. It was just pretty cool. Like, he, he it was just just pure world-class talent. Yeah, I mean, those two, when when they're, when they get things rolling, they're, they're a very dangerous pairing, so. <laughs> yeah. That is for sure. That is basically Tottenham. That's Tottenham's yeah. attack right there. It's just those two. Um, mm-hmm. so. What about what about you? Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Jesus Christ. I'm going to try really hard to pronounce his, his first name right. Uh, Chiro Immobile. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, my, my player of the week is Chiro Immobile. He scores a hat trick in Lazio's 4-1 win against Genoa, which they're also competing uh, Pushing hard for a European spot currently in that uh, Europa League spot. So, you know, they want to try to maybe edge themselves above Juventus. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know what? European competition is still European competition. And obviously, Mobley, probably one of the more underrated players, players that we don't really talk too much about right now in the modern game because he obviously gets overshadowed by Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Um, mm-hmm. oh, dang, we got. You know what? We need to make a, a we need to make a list of players that just get overshadowed by Ronaldo and Messi. 
I mean, sure. I don't know, but I mean, like, that's a high smell segment there. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, not right now. Never stop thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, my brain is frying. <laughs> I just, that, that'd be interesting. Anyways, uh, maybe we'll do that for, there we go. We got something for, for the summer. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, so that is my player of the week, scores a hat trick. Obviously, they're going to, as an automatic, automatic, uh, unless it's like two penalty kicks, and I'm not going to count that. But if you get a hat trick, chances are you're you're going to be my player of the week. So congratulations to Hungman Son and Chido Immobile for being our players of the week. All right, Edward, we got some games coming up this weekend, and um, obviously you guys can use this as a guide if you will. If you guys it doesn't really matter as long as you're watching soccer. That's all that matters at the end of it all. But if you guys need some help, well, this is what this, this uh, list is for you. So in the MLS, we have the Houston Dynamo who come off a big battle against uh, San Jose Earthquakes, a 4-3 to victory, which finally Sebastian Ferreira, the premier signing that, the, that Houston Dynamo made, scores two goals, finally finds the net. Hopefully that means there's more to come from Sebastian Ferreira. Um, but taking on the Portland Timbers, right now the Dynamo are in a hot streak. Right now they have a two-game winning streak going on. Maybe they can keep going and take on Portland Timbers. Mm-hmm. So maybe Edward slowly becomes a Dynamo fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have LAFC taking on Sporting Kansas City. LAFC, of course, he was not able to win El Trafico. So maybe they can bounce back against Sporting Kansas City. Which, if you guys didn't watch El Tropico, you missed out. El Tropico was really good this year. That, that El Tropico was definitely a good El Tropico. El Tropico is always good. LA Galaxy versus LAFC, it's always going to be a good match. Especially right now, being the two, the two guys up front is uh, Carlos Bella and Chicharito. Like, it just makes, it's just so much, it's just, you should watch it. That's all I'm saying. All right. In Liga MX, we have Tigres versus Toluca and Pumas versus Monterrey. Oh, that's, that's going to be good. In Liga, uh, we have Rennes taking on Monaco, two teams that are doing really well so far as of lately. And Le Classique, PSG versus Martial. Damn, that's going to be good. So hopefully. Hopefully nothing too crazy happens, which is funny because the first our first episode, I I do believe it was our first episode, but we did talk about how PSG and Marseille ended in like a very crazy uh, fashion. Yeah. So full circle moment right there. In the series, ah, we have Spezia taking on Inter Milan. Like I said, Inter Milan right now is battling to jump over their rivals AC Milan. For that first place spot, which is me and Edward literally had no faith in Inter Milan when we started this season. And yeah. uh, touche, touche, Inzaghi, touche. <laughs> and that's all I gotta say, man. Where was this when you managed when you managed AC Milan? <laughs> Gee, I wonder why you're so bittersweet. And hey, shout out to my player of the week, Chiro Immobile, as Lazio take on Torino. 
There you go. There you go. Oh. Good little connect. Good little connect. Good little connection right there. In the Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund versus Wolfsburg. But before we talk about this game, I, I gotta say, uh, it broke my heart seeing Gio Reyna suffer another injury. Yeah, uh, it just sucks, man. It's it sucked. It's uh, <sighs> you can feel the pain. You can see his pain. You know, you you know he does. He wants to be out there on the field. I really hope because obviously, yeah, yeah, I can tell you, I rate him a little bit higher than Christian Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I feel like his ceiling's a little bit higher than Christian. No, nope, I mean Christian Pulisic is still amazing. Um, but. <laughs> I hope he's not going to be that guy that's going to be... The, he's not going to be... I hope he's not the injury guy. Because he is so good. And I mean, we've seen what he can do. Oh, yeah. When he when he dribbled the wall away to goal. Oh, my God. I, I really hope... I so hope that this, this is not what's going to happen to Gio Reyna. Oh, man. It, that Yeah, that broke my heart. That broke my heart seeing him. In such pain, you you see his you know his team is comforting him as he, he had to you know get off the field. It sucks. It really it it just sucks. It it just sucks that he's like battling injuries this season. Dortmund in a summer of Dortmund is they've been battling injuries all this season, so yeah. but still managed to win matches. But they got a big test ahead of them as they take on Wolfsburg. So I'm sure Edward Edward's going to be hopeful that his his Dortmund can. Can bounce back. Yep, I'm um, I'm being pretty hopeful as I can. Julian Brandt has been has been yeah. helping out. Julian Brandt, where did he come from? I mean, he's been he's been doing. It's just he's been constantly overshadowed. He hasn't been doing much. And then um, I believe um, I can't I can't say his name, but I know his like Wolf Wolf has been showing up too. He's been doing. He's been playing the wings. So it's like you know I, I think it was a Marius Wolf. I think it's Marius Wolf. Um, he's been he's been playing the wings, and then uh, Julian Brandt has been coming up. He's been showing up. He's been he's been doing like uh, he's been doing amazing, honestly. With the rumors that uh, that Lewandowski could be going to Barcelona, I wonder what Ooh. happens with Holland. Oh man, bro! If they somehow manage to snag Holland as That's well. Uh, why do you say that? That's not happening. You guys are too. How, you guys are way too broke to not only get Holland but also Lewandowski. No, that's the thing. Uh, Lewandowski's contract might actually be up. Might be a free transfer. You still got to pay his contract. No, I know that, but I mean, you got to think about it. If if anything, he's coming into Barcelona. And I think he's been wanting to go for a while. It's just he's been doing so well. I think with with Bayern. With the way they've always played, and you know the way they're always winning the Champions League, they're always winning the title. He, I think he felt that he was going to be like, okay, I'm going to be the contender for the Ballon d'Or. And of course, he was, and I mean, honestly, he should have won it. But now I think he's like, maybe if I go to Barcelona, like maybe that's probably what his one thing is. Like he wants to be like, you know what? I want to have that solo accolade. Like I want to be the one to be like, okay, I am going to be a Ballon d'Or winner. Well, I've already accepted the fact that Lewandowski is going to Barcelona. I'm just saying Holland ain't going to Barcelona. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. They might make it might make it fun for them. Next thing you know, Bayern Munich's gonna take another page out of Bayern Munich's book and, and go ahead and bring Holland to Bayern Munich. Oh yeah. 
basically they're being like, all right, it's just Lewandowski leaving. We're going to help him. Time, time to terrorize the Bundesliga again. <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking cyborg. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, Man City, Man City was looking into it, but with, uh, there's been talks about, uh, uh, Pep being the manager of, uh, uh, Brazil, supposedly. What? Like they offered him, like, yeah, they offered him, I, I just think don't they see him they, going to Brazil. I feel like, I feel like the only, the only logical thing would be Spain, but obviously Luis Enrique is there. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but like, but I man, think it's if like, he goes, after, if he goes to Brazil, Bro, Brazil's gonna win the World Cup. Basically, basically, Tiki Taka and Flair. Tiki Taka with Jungle Bros. That's the last thing missing for him. I mean, it's not Champions League, but. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying that it is possible that if Ped leaves and whoever comes in, they're going to give him a surplus amount of money because of all the accolades that Pep has accumulated with the club already. They're going to be like, all right, you can choose whatever play you want. He's going to be like, I want Holland. He's like, come on, let's go for him. It's going to be Ronald Coleman. Oh, don't say oh, That's going to chunk. <laughs> Would you oh, want you know him to manage Man City? Yeah, I do, but I just don't want him to ruin the team. Is, is, it, is it weird? I like, think you I'm, want I'm him to ruin the team. <laughs> well, no, no, okay, let, hear me out. I'm the, type of, I'm the type of guy who doesn't want a team to be ruined by a coach, no matter who it may be, no matter what team it is. Like, I mean, it's like me saying, oh, hey, I want Ronald Koeman to go to Real Madrid. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I'm over here listening to the sound. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I personally I even, know. Oh, I wouldn't put that, shoot, I put that on Jaka. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that because then I know it would tear a good team down, and then it would basically put it this way: Real Madrid would be where Barcelona was at, and it wasn't that good at all, even with Messi at the reins. So imagine if basically uh, Karim Benzema was the one at the reins, but you got Ronald Koeman as you know the the manager. Yeah, yeah I'd rather yeah. have Pochettino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. So, <laughs> well, we got ourselves into quite the hole. And the other game for the Bundesliga we have is Bayer Leverkusen taking on RB Leipzig. Yeah. So, see? see, I don't have to mention Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. It's okay. <laughs> in La Liga, we have Raul Sociedad taking on Raul Betis. Yeah, no excitement for you on that one. It's a good matchup. Both of them are doing really well. Okay. All right, Peter. Yay. And if you're a Barcelona fan, you definitely want Sevilla to win, but it's probably not going to happen. Sevilla versus Real Madrid. Let's go, Sevilla. <laughs> Bring it on. Do what you're well known for is tossing up the tossing down the upper teams with this one, just this one, just this one. 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 Just this one should be fine. What if that's what they were waiting for? They're just waiting to toss down the first place. They're, they're would really wouldn't they want to toss up first place when they were in second place? Uh, nope. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have a weird strategy. That's the dumbest thought process ever. Oh, yeah, we got destroyed by Barcelona, but hey, we're going to beat Real Madrid. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, you never know. Like, hey, next, you know, it's like it happens. I'll be like, oh, so Hector, how how's it going, man? As long as Benzema's healthy, Real Madrid still is in it. And, and okay. the refs. As long as, as, long as Real Madrid has oh, Benzema the refs. As long as Benzema the refs. You heard it here, folks. A fan actually admits it. All right. I, All right. I've said this plenty of times. <laughs> how, about you, how about you admit it too, Wefalona? Wefalona. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah! Come on, don't 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 deny it either. You get some you get some leeway from the referees. Shoot, mm-hmm. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. What you mean? I don't know when. Hey, last time I checked, I still remember when Drago was still pissed when they, they when they got robbed of a chance to go for the Champions League. Yeah, but that's Drogba. He's always mad. Yeah, but they got they definitely got robbed in that game. He, he just so, so I don't want to hear from you because you do get he you get some him. you get some ref some ref assistance too. All the top teams, right. in, except for Atletico. Oh, Madrid. There's, there's, it's hard it's hard to defend Atletico Madrid as a referee because it's Diego Simeone. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not even about them. It's just the fact Diego Simeone just scares everybody. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what it is. But yeah, and then the English Premier League, we have Tottenham taking on Brighton that embarrassed uh, Arsenal. Oh, yeah. It was... Christian Eriksen. Yeah. What? Brighton, right? Oh, no, that's Brentford. My bad. Jesus Christ. Tripping, tripping, tripping. It's like I don't want Tottenham to win. But you do. But I can't stand Brighton. Brian's annoying to me. I don't know why. I just can't stand Brian. So, I mean, I wouldn't be happy. I'd be happy with a draw here, but because obviously if Tottenham wins, they solidify fourth place a little bit more. Anyways, the next game is this is a personal vendetta of mine. Um, Newcastle United taking on Leicester City. Leicester City, just, just please, just please, like help me. Where where are they right? Where where is Newcastle United right now in the standings? Because I mean, at this point, it probably doesn't even matter where they are. Let me see, Newcastle United. Okay, Newcastle United is currently 15th place in, in the English Premier League. Um, they have Jesus Christ, 34 points, and and Burnley has. To, oh, I think that's yeah. Uh, Dang. <laughs> I don't I don't know if Newcastle United is gonna get relegated or not. I think they cleared it. I think they cleared it. Hey, well, you're not helping me here. I <laughs> mean <laughs> uh yeah, Jesus Christ, I don't um, I... how do they only have eight wins? <laughs> Eight I wins, ten draws, thirteen losses, and and somehow they're st- they're not in the relegation zone. Oh well, <laughs> Burnley's got four wins. Burnley's got four, four wins, but they're they're in the 18th place. Watford has six wins, and Norwich has five wins. 
Well, yeah, Newcastle. I need you to lose some more games. I, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're fully out. That you. You definitely that, that surplus. That surplus of cash didn't really help. I mean, they're still in the Premier League. God, man, I'm gonna do a jersey giveaway, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you are. No, I'm doing Just, two jersey giveaways. Ooh, you're not. You you can't win it. <laughs> I mean, you got quiet real quick on that one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta, I gotta shake off this depression a little bit. All right. So we're gonna Excuse go me. ahead, go ahead and take a break. Uh, as I'm accepting closer and closer that uh, probably gonna do some jersey giveaways here. <laughs> and for everybody at home listening, I am not a contender to win these jerseys. As much as I want to tell him, hey, just hand it over to me. And Hector is going to say, You already get one for fucking Christmas, anyways. No, but oh, you're supposed to say, like, No, you can because this is for our listeners, our fans, or, you know, you got to go, go with the flow, dude. See, feel the room, feel the room. What room? We don't even do this in person anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Dang, what? You your black screen that says Wolf Among Us? Yes, yes. Anyways, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take another break and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. All right, guys. Three up, three down. Spencer hasn't sent me anything, so uh, Edward, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. All right, so today's topic is baseball because the MLB season has kicked off. Uh, hopefully another good year for the Houston Astros. I know there's no Carlos Correa now, um, but Jeremy Pena. I like what oh, I can yeah. Jeremy Pena. So. Really cool moment is to hit his first home run while they're interviewing his parents. So that's like, that's for That's going to be a forever thing to keep for them. That's a cool memento. It's like, Mm-hmm. The the fact that his mom is like got super excited to see her kid hit his first uh, career home run as a major league. Yeah, and then like as as they were interviewing them, and all of a sudden it just happened at that yeah. moment. That was pretty really badass. Pretty cool moment for them. Um, but yeah, so I I know how the Ashes are. I was I I wasn't surprised when Korea that wasn't didn't get resigned. So fuck you, Scott Boris. Anyways, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna talk about baseball. It's very broad. We're just gonna say things. Our three ups and three downs about baseball. So we'll start things off with me and then Edward. So for my three down and, and my number three is going to be when it is not dollar dog night. Dollar dog night? Yeah, like so I know for the Astros on Tuesdays it's dollar hot dog night. So hot dogs are a dollar on dollar hot dog night. Mm. And when it comes to baseball, I really do like having a hot dog when when watching a baseball game. So, I mean, I still get a hot dog; doesn't change anything. But it's just it's it's it just 
feels better when it's a dollar hot dog. It's a dollar hot dog? Yes, the, the hot dog is worth a dollar. Oh, okay. It's a promotion that a lot of baseball teams do. Actually, a lot of, I think a lot of sports teams, because I, I know the Dynamo do it like a, a dollar hot dog night as well. But it's a 713 night. It's a $7 ticket, a $1 hot dog, and a $3 beer. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So, yeah, number three, when it's not dollar hot dog. I still got a hot dog. When it's, it's not, when it's not dollar hot dog. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, number two is, uh, it's going to sound very stupid, but when people do the wave at a baseball game. Uh, you know, I take that back. I, I love the wave. I don't know why I said that. I hate, I hate that I said that. Reverse, reverse, reverse. Um, uh, number, my number two is people that won't shut the fuck up about the Astros cheating scandal. Like it, it's 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 oh, the cheating scandal. Who the fuck here? It's like it's it's over now. Seriously, there's still there's still people. There's still people. <laughs> it was funny oh, actually man. when the Astros when the Astros were playing the Angels. This guy kept yelling out cheater, and every time he he, he was yelling out cheater, the Astros kept hitting. Like, uh, like nah, Bregman hit a hit a hit a hit a two run single when the guy was like in the back just yelling out cheater. It's just like, look, man, my and it's not me because oh you're an Astros fan, of course you can defend them. No, it's not even that. It's just the fact that like it shouldn't affect your life this much that a team did something like this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. granted, like I, I can, I can tell you for a fact that plenty of teams cheated. And like a lot of them did electronic science thing. I can say it for a fact because I, I worked in, I worked for the Astros and I worked in the, you know, so I saw that other teams were doing some shady shit too. So I got to snitch on them, but just saying, but the, Oh, Spencer sent his three, uh, his three. All right. His three, oh, three down. All right. Bet. Anyways, so it, it it's over now, okay? What's done is done. Just move on from it. Most of you are probably going to shut up when you guys find out that the Yankees were doing it too um, once they opened that letter. But still, it's, it's just get over it. It's like, it doesn't it doesn't affect, like, what, what the Astros do don't affect my life as much as you guys really think it does. Like, I mean, like, I still got to work. I still got to pay bills. The Astros aren't going to pay my bills. At least not anymore. So... Yeah, I just, I just, can we just move on from the cheese candle? <laughs> and my number one is people who think they, they know baseball but really don't know about baseball. Okay, so you mean like me, but yeah, but you don't also like try to talk like you know what you're talking about in baseball. Yeah, you know, when you know, you be hitting them the field goals and you know, you be scoring them goals, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the reason why I keep saying this is because like, <laughs> So in the 2018, no, no, not 2018. Wait, was it? No, 2019. In 2019 World Series, when the Astros were playing the Nationals, everyone keeps going like, oh, you know, they shouldn't have pulled, uh, they should, they shouldn't have pulled Granky. They should put it, you know, or if they would have pulled Granky, they should have put in Garrett Cole. And, and still, no, Garrett Cole should, Garrett Cole should have closed the game. He shouldn't have come in for, for Granky. Um, I still would have said Urquidy should have came in. Pitch, pitches, pitches, and then have Garrett Cole close it out. But that's not here or there. It's over. Nash has won the World Series that year. But it's just I can't stand when people like think they know baseball. But it's like the people right now complaining about like how the Astros didn't get Carlos Correa. It's like it just wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to be in the cards. Jeremy Pena was clearly the reason why they felt comfortable enough to move on from Correa. 
And I mean, so far right. he looks pretty good. Um, so that's just it's, it's just the way the business works. Like the Yankees, of course, are going to have a lot of money. The Boston Red Sox are going to have money. The Astros don't have that much money. So it's just it's just this is how it is. But anyways, but yeah, people that that act like they know about baseball but don't know much about baseball is is something I find very irritating. But that's my three down. All right. Uh, all right. Do you want to go with uh, Spence's three down or? Uh, do you want to? Do you want me to do that? Yeah. Give you some more time. Yeah. All right. Spencer's three down. The fun taken out by player entitlement due to the, the business aspect. Okay. Yeah, I mean the business of the game. It just. So yeah. Number two, the change in rules that take the gun out of the fun out of the game. <laughs> take the fun out of the game. Yeah, there is some rule changes that I'm not particularly fond of that the MLB has been applying. Um, specifically, the uh, the extra innings rule where they put a runner at at second once it goes to extra innings. It hasn't it hasn't made the game go by quicker. At least yeah. I haven't seen go make the game go by quicker. So yeah, I, yeah, there's some rules that the MLB does that I'm not a fan. Uh, the TBIs caused and tragedies that came from them. Hmm. TBIs. Mm. Oh, traumatic brain injuries. Oh. Okay. I don't. Mm. I mean, injuries happen in baseball, so. Yeah. yeah. And then. The, one of the things that yeah, I get it, like if a player necessarily like does something bad, the, the, the solution is to to hit him, like yeah. like pitch to him. Yeah. So obviously, preferably not at the head, but yeah, I mean, head injuries do happen in baseball. So yeah, that is Spencer's three down. All right, everybody, what's your, what's your three down? Uh, so my three down is number three is actually the fans that. uh so the ones that catch like the baseballs, but it's like let's say little a little kid literally almost caught it and was like literally aimed at him or her, and then next you know like those grown ups tend to take the baseball and they just want to keep it for themselves. And I'm like, oh, so this is Zach Campbell, bro. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, you know who Zach Campbell is? No. So Zach Campbell's the foul ball guy. Like he goes, he goes to every MLB ballpark, and, and all he does is try to catch foul balls and home runs. Wow, seriously? Yeah, that, like that's 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 his that's that's how he gets paid. Is he just does that on YouTube? Damn. It, one of the things that he got he he has of note is that he caught uh, Alex Rodriguez like three thousand hit, mm-hmm. and like he got three thousand like he got he got uh Alex Rodriguez and the Yankees to like donate money to a charity he believes in. He got like a lot of memorabilia. He got to meet Lisa Ann. I don't I don't know how that correlates with the Yankees, but that happened. I have no um, idea. For those of you who don't know who Lisa Ann is, uh, just you're lying. No, basically, no, need, no, no, need, no need to Google that. Um, if no, it, yeah, just don't. Heidi, just do not don't. Google it. Do not Google it. She's listening Stop to it. this. Stop oh it. My I don't. God. I don't think she listens to it. But if you are, don't, just don't, 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 don't. Wendy, take her phone. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, that's my number. That's my number three. Uh, my number two, um, 
So my number two is on this one. Oh, okay. So my number two is like the whole, I don't know if you remember back in the day, it was like a big deal. Number two is like all that, the steroid use. Oh, the steroid era. Yeah. I was just like, man, I was like, I don't know. I was, like, I was just like, man, uh, what those, was, uh, those were my favorite, one of my favorite years of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, Sammy Sosa versus Mark McGuire. I mean, you know, they were, they were battling for the home run title. Yeah. But yeah, Barry Bonds was accused of. Never proven. Was it, um, was it Jose Canseco? Snitch. <laughs> he was the snitch. He, was the, he wrote a book and he snitched on every MOB player. Yeah, that's, that's true. the reason why the like the steroid era was was exposed. <laughs> was yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. I was, like, man, I was like, I was like, at that point, it was like, I guess you could say it put uh, baseball on in, in the limelight, but it just not in the good time, not in good light. Oh yeah, people were shocked to believe the players were cheating. Yeah, so yeah. it's still going. Then, but, <laughs> it's still going, people. Yeah, so I, I just. I, I just, yeah, I'm just basically going to leave that. I'm just going to say it like that. You know, that was the reason. That was one of the number twos. It was like the negativity in the limelight. Even as a kid for me, like, you know. So, but um, then my number one is, I guess you, I can go with Spencer, like all the baseball injuries, like whether it's like, you know, you end up getting hit in the elbow, right on the bone, the funny bone on the outside of it, um, or even just on the head. Like, whether it's, like, intentional or not. Like, sometimes the batter probably swung at it and somehow it just goes straight for the head, even though if you try to dodge it, it just hits you right on the dome, you know, at a high speed. Those are very dangerous. Yeah. That's very true. So, yeah, you got to be careful out there. Which is, which is the reason why I'm okay with, like, the netting being put around, like, the foul lines. It's like protect the fans. I mean, some people were very against it, but it's like not everybody can catch a line drive. I mean, I don't think anybody should be able to catch. I mean, like I mean, pro baseball players can catch a line drive like that. So I mean, like I don't expect a normal person to. So, and I think maybe it's because it's different for me because like when when I was still working for the Astros, I saw I saw the kid they got hit by the baseball. Like it was it was a. Uh, Almora from the Cubs, he, he hit a he hit a foul ball, but it was like a straight line drive, hit the hell out of the kid in the face, and so like, you know, and he he couldn't even he couldn't even finish playing the game because you know he was distraught because he hit a child, you know. It's, it's clearly the netting is there for a reason, is to prevent things like that. So I mean, like not only for the players, but like not only for like just injuries for players, but like you know, the fans are part of the game as well in some cases, so. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> All right, so now that Spencer sent us his three up, three down, we're going to go ahead and, and go start with his three up. And number three, he's got discipline and teamwork. I can say for a fact, I mean, I think every it's stupid to say that not all, that all sports are not team sport, but like in baseball, I think specifically one player cannot carry a team. Um. I think even in soccer, like, we've seen players carry a team. Like, yeah. you know, Ronaldo has carried a lot of the teams that he's been a part of. You can definitely look at Juventus. 
Messi carried this team because who knows how, how Barcelona would have ended with had he not. And so, especially Messi. But like, yeah, well, you know, Lewandowski basically carrying this team in, in Poland. Um, so like, in, in soccer, you definitely have those cases where players could carry your team, but in baseball, it is proof like that He's the best player in baseball. I don't know what everyone means. Don't come at me about this. And this team hasn't made the playoffs. And now they got to try to And like, it's the second time in the third match. And they haven't made the playoffs. So, apparently it's like, not one player can just make the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so number three, discipline and teamwork. Number two, physical toughness. You gotta play 162 games in a season. Maybe get like a day off in between. Maybe not. Maybe you go like a stretch of ten plus games. Some of those that t- those ten game stretches consist of being on the road, like Flying, flying to go play your game, play that series, then come back, play another series, then go back out and play another series. So, like, yeah, you, you're, 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 you're not only physically but mentally. That's that's that can be draining. So, yeah, you got to be tough to want to do that. And number one, tailgating. Oh, that's always fun. You can never go wrong with a good tailgate. Yeah. So, so good point there, Spencer. So for my three up. Number three, uh, I'm just going to say this. I think the MLB has one of the most, to me, has the best uh, postseason. It's like MLB postseason. I don't even care if my my team's on for for a good long time. The Astros were not in the playoffs. So, I mean, I still watch the MLB postseason because it was like, like, you know, it it was very intense watching each game. Once again, you didn't get that many breaks. Like it was only when you you traveled to the next to that to the to the next team stadium that you would get a day off in between. It was like nonstop playing because you needed to make sure that this ends in October or at least near October. So, yeah, I, I, the MLB playoffs is like to me by far the best playoffs and here in the U.S. Uh, number two, uh, the thing that I love about baseball is that the the, the prospects that get called up, I like. That's another thing that I love about so much about baseball is like because they have farm systems kind of similar with I think that's kind of with soccer because you have youth academies in soccer yeah. and and but obviously this isn't youth it's but it's more there there's adult players that play also in in these in these uh, farm systems but these guys that get a call up man like Jeremy Pena is a good example uh Wit over there in um uh, in Kansas City is looking really solid so like it's like the future that comes in. Like, what are we going to see? Who's going to be the next big thing? You know, we saw, you know, a few years ago, Juan Soto kind of make his name for himself. So it's like, that's what I love about baseball is like someone's coming up and it's going to make an impact. Um, so I like that part. And my number one, um, it's just, it's just the most summer thing to do. It's just to go to a baseball game. Like, I, I just like it. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I got nothing going on. Hey, look, there's a game. They're they're playing a game today. How about we go? Just I just I don't know. There's something about it that it just I, that's what I like about it. Okay. 
All right, what's your three up? All right, so my three up is actually the people there, like the fans. Some some of those people are actually pretty cool. You know, I've only been to two, two, one, two, three, three games, right? I don't know. I think two games, two games. No, you've been, been to three. You've been to three. Three? Three? Uh, okay. You went, you went, you went to, to Craig Biggio's Hall, yeah. Hall of Fame game. Yeah, yeah. You went to that, you went with that one game where you met Jeff Luna. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. You right, you right. And then you went to that yeah, game with me for yeah. your birthday. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so three. Um, so you know, just the people, the crowds in there. Like as soon as you know, especially if you're sitting with the same, like with the same team crowd, you know, with the Astros crowd. Man, everybody was all happy and excited. It was actually pretty cool. Like you know, it was it was a fun experience. You know. Um. Uh. So yeah, I want to say like the people, the, the the fans. You know, it's always a fun. It's a fun deal, especially if you're like new to the game, just like I am. And uh, number two, it's um uh, the 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 music, like as in like you know everybody chanting out like take me out to the ball. So game any stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then obviously like, yeah, here in, in Texas they play <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas after that. Yeah, deep in the heart. You hear the, cla- the clapping and everything. Deep in the heart. I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's cool. Um, so yeah, and then my number one, of course, I'm pretty sure you know this actor, but the food. Yeah, food. <laughs> food is food. always gonna be it. Yeah, that's what's gonna keep me going. <laughs> like, not even the beer, the food, just the food. I mean, everyone doesn't, doesn't drink beer like that, anyways. No, just give me tequila, I'll be all right. But no, the food, the hot dogs, the nachos, the pretzels, the pizza. Even though it's like miniature, very super expensive, it's like it's just part of the part of the it's part of the ambiance. It's part of the reason why you go as well, like just to watch the game, the people, the food, you know. So it's actually pretty cool. Like, you know, peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Just like salt. Or, or Cracker Jills. Cracker Jills, yeah. Me too, me too. <laughs> All right. But, so that is our 303 down. Obviously, you know, while we are a soccer podcast, we also watch other sports. And obviously, baseball is one of those sports that we love. Um, also, the NBA season is actually near, actually at the end. So they're going to have NBA playoffs. So that that's still a thing that's going on. But, you know, obviously we're a soccer podcast. But anyways, so we want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Great articles that are being written constantly. Shout out to James Kim. That's our guy. He's the soccer guy for for the blog part. Um, So go ahead and give him some love. Also, shout out to Belly Up TV. Kind of taking a break on the radio side of things. We'll let you know when we get back into it. But Belly Up TV, man, check it out. You, if you got a Roku, Smart TV, Tiki Live, that's how you're going to be able to, to watch uh, Belly Up TV. So, and if you want to be on the know of who's, who's live on Belly Up TV, well, follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media on Twitter. Once again, at Belly Up Media. Uh, give a shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, ANG Graphics, for the logo of Insert Name FC. We love the logo. She does so much for us. She, ta- she, tries, she takes good care of us. Well, we, we could definitely say that for sure about Alejandra. 
And make sure you guys follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics for the next. Once again, at a.g.graphics for the next. If you guys need a logo, she's your girl. And of course, shout out. Oh, Edward, go ahead. Oh, I love you, Hunter. Right. <laughs> and of course, shout out to our, our man, our everything, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, which uh, right now it is a, a battle between Aubameyang and Robert Lewandowski. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, but yeah. He, he does so much for us. He's the reason why, you know, because he works so hard for us, that's the reason why he's the namesake of the Player of the Year Award. And if you guys need some beats, because I know you guys love the beats. I know you guys love our intro. You guys love our outros. I know you guys love love the love that Donkey Kong beat. I know you guys love all the beats that he does. He, he unfortunately has to make us sound better on our, on our singing best, which Edward, me, and Spencer all have to <laughs> knock out a few, um, which we'll get, we'll get on that. But follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you need a beat done, Spencer's your guy. I guarantee it. So shout out to Spencer once again. Yes, sir. All right, guys. That is episode 84. Sheesh. Wow. Randy Moss Whoa. right there. Damn. That's a Randy Moss year. Randy, Randy Moss episode. That's crazy to think. But hey, that's where we are now. So thanks for listening to episode 84. Catch us next week for episode 85. Take care, guys.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Ready? 